0: Everyone, to Paranormal Roundtable, PRT for short. Uh, my name is Josh Turner. Some people call me Wolf if you're my friend, and some people call me other names if they're my enemies, but uh, <laughs> it doesn't really matter. Call me whatever. I'm your host here tonight. Uh, got a few things that we're going to talk about tonight, but before we get started with that, let me give you the email address. It's josh turner at prtpodcast.com, josh turner at prtpodcast.com. Also, prtpodcast.com is the website, and we have a Patreon now, uh, patreon.com slash prtpodcast. If you want to become a Patreon member and you join the $20 tier, you will get a nice uh, swag bag with some PRT merch and an autographed book from one of many authors that we uh, promote on the show. And we also have Facebook groups. And uh, let me let me get into that real quick. We have Paranormal Roundtable, which is the main group. We got Paranormal Lounge, which is Nelly's group. Paranormal Encounters, which is...
1: Mushu, the one and only.
0: <laughs> My co-host tonight, Mushu. That's his group. Then Wolf Turner of PRT Fan Page. It uh, was created by, uh, Kurt, uh, by uh, Chris Clough and Phil Stern, some fans of the show. I don't really uh do much with that that's kind of their thing they you know and sometimes they make fun of me on there and it's all in good fun it's it's cool but uh they make memes and and some of them are cool and sometimes they they have contests to try to see who can uh make faces like me or whatever and uh i get aggravated and i go in the i go in the bathroom and i cry and then i just you know what i just say to heck oh are with those them.
1: what those 2 hour showers are that yeah, makes it's a lot. just me crying okay and it's cool, sad
0: because cool. they're they're mocking me in there uh, it totally destroys my world for about five minutes. Anyways, we got Qu- Quad Coalition of Sciences. That's Nick Valente. North American Dogman Project Region 2, which is DA Roberts uh, Paranormal Trucker Podcast, which is John King. Which is to a Scream, which is Ryan Tremblay. And uh, Dogman Werewolf Discussion, which is Della Carter and Phyllis Stern. And Paranormal Roundtable Prayer Group, which is Nellie's. And then, of course, uh, Paranormal Roundtable, the group. I'm, in, I'm an admin in all those groups. Join those groups. Paranormal roundtable group the main group that I'm in that that is my group from the show we will drop the link to this and every episode on in in that group and if you go and you leave a comment and one of us nice people from um the show picks your name you will be uh, given a free gift which is an autograph book and sometimes uh swag you know like different types of merch or whatever. Um, but you're always guaranteed an autograph book if your name is chosen and, and if you leave a comment on the Paranormal Roundtable group with the link to the show for tonight from YouTube. Speaking of YouTube, we have a Tuesday live stream, which is typically two to three hours, sometimes even longer. And it's a lot of bonus content and a lot of stories and a lot of guests and things. And it's all, it's a YouTube exclusive. It's only on Tuesday nights on YouTube. And it comes on uh, about 7.45 p.m. to 8 o'clock. Sometimes we get started a little later. Uh, this past Tuesday we got started a little later, but we went pretty late. So we give you two or three hours usually, and um, you get a lot of cool uh, uh, content from that. And don't forget to uh, like and subscribe if you're watching us on YouTube. And if you got stories that you want to send me, uh, you got my email address, or you can send me a friend request on Facebook, and if you let me know that you're a listener of the show, then ninety percent chance I'll approve you as a friend, and then we can correspond on Facebook. I'm also on Instagram at Josh Turner940. So on Instagram, Josh Turner940. And I like I said, we have multiple Facebook groups. Also, me and my good friend Ken Gerhardt are putting together a conference. And it's going to be we we were thinking about making it just a dogman conference but then after talking to Lyle Blackburn we decided you know what maybe we'll just make it a, a cryptid conference and we'll just and we're going to invite uh multiple speakers it'll be cryptid based but it'll have some paranormal aspects too like i guess people some people categorize those as different i, I think it's all paranormal because it's out of the realm of normal you know normal so it's paranormal but um yeah it, it's going to be heavily cryptid based Uh, And tonight, we're going to be doing a potluck, a paranormal potluck show.
1: They voted for it.
0: Yeah, everybody voted for it this past Tuesday, and the tiebreaker was uh, Holly Mangum. Uh, She made a $10 donation asking for the paranormal potluck, so we're going to give it to you. So that's what we got going on uh, right now is is, uh, we're going to do a paranormal potluck. Hey, Wolf. What? What
1: does PRT mean?
0: (laughs) Pretty righteous time, dude. That's what
1: I thought this whole time. But uh, it's it's apparently you know spelling some confusion, yeah. Okay. Or some some viewers, mm-hmm. some new viewers, I would assume. I mean, older viewers should understand.
0: Well, when when somebody sends me a friend request and then I'll send them uh, a question if they don't. Sometimes I don't even bother with it because it's become so you know common that I just kind of like you know. Um, but if you send me a friend request on Facebook and you don't tell me, you don't specify that you're a listener of PRT or Paranormal Roundtable, then I won't re- approve your request because I don't know you. But uh, I'll ask people, hey, are you a listener of PRT? And they'll be like, what is PRT? Well, automatically, if you, you listen to the show, you know that that's Paranormal Roundtable. So, and we do call our listeners paratroopers. And that was uh, somebody that listens to the show, came up with that during the live stream. Which I like. Yeah, which is pretty cool. But... uh so we're gonna get right into it, though, folks. Here, here we go. Uh, let, let's get started on the on this. We got the disp- dispense with the pleasantries here. So this is a, this is a paranormal. This is a paranormal potluck, and we do these every once in a while. And we got like different stories to tell, you know, that didn't get put into other shows, or we'll take uh, you know one from a different category. Or well,
1: there's just not enough of that certain material yet. Yeah. So, so to it's make a, you know, it by it's a show by itself, so. We'll include it with other things to mm-hmm. create a big ol', you know. Potluck. A mash. Yeah, and so- It's a monster mash. We're g- <laughs> Wow, that was corny.
0: So we're, we're, what we're gonna do right now, we're gonna start with a story that should have been uh, told during the uh, either glitches in the matrix or alternate realities. And this is a story I've had for a while, and it was from a friend of mine way back in the day. And uh, I've known him for a long, long time. And unfortunately for him, he got in trouble and he did some time and uh, he was in prison, um, I believe, three different times and he was pretty infamous. Um, he became pretty well known and he was in a prison gang even. And yes, like I said, this is a friend of mine. I grew up with this guy and we're still friends to this day. And uh, so anyway, he told me this, this uh, really crazy story. We were talking one night at, at the club years ago and I've had this story for a long time. And uh I was like I said, it should have been in one of the alternate realities or, or whatever, but we just never got around to it because it was a little long. So I'm gonna try and streamline it so we can squeeze it in. Um he had a cellmate. And when he was in, in prison um in, in here in Texas, he had a cellmate that was an African American man. And my friend, he is is Mexican. And uh he had a, a cellmate that that was um African American. And was quite a bit older than him. He was about 20 years older than my friend. And my friend, we'll call him Lee. Uh, my friend Lee, um, uh, this guy was his cellmate for, for a while. And every night, this guy would go to sleep at the same time, and he would wake up at the same time. He would miss breakfast. He never ate breakfast. And usually inmates, you know, uh, they, they will go to breakfast. Okay, but this guy would not go out not would not leave his cell and you didn't have to go. It was your option. It would get you up and if you wanted to go, you could. You didn't have to at that particular prison, it was your choice. Um so he could he could stay in and sleep and and they don't care if you don't want to get up to eat, that's your problem, you know. I mean they're not gonna make you go to chow. So he would sleep and in every day. And so one day he said, Man, you know, with, with the small amount of food that we get, you know, he goes, How can you manage to miss breakfast every morning? And this individual told him, he says, he goes, your world is not like mine. This is a weird story. And I think you might have heard this one, Tony. And he said, "Um, when I'm asleep, I sleep for 12 hours every day. And my friend Lee said, yeah, I noticed. I noticed that every day you go to bed at the same time and you wake up at the same time. Like this guy would literally go to bed before lights, like right before lights out. And then he would wake up. Like a program. Like a program. And he said, uh, my world is different. He goes, I'm in this world for 12 hours. He goes, and then when I go to sleep, I go into another reality that's like this world, but I'm a completely different person. And he goes, and then in that world, I'm up for 12 hours. And then I go to sleep and I'm here for 12 hours. And he goes, and I've been doing this for 22 years. And he was like, so in the other world, you're 22 years old? He said, yeah. Yeah. He said, "I'm 45 in this world. I'm 22 in that world." And he was like, "And it started the the first day I came to prison here." And he goes, "And it's and it's not like you would think." He goes, "You would think that it's some kind of psychosis that this, you know, caused from going to jail." He goes, "No." He goes, "The first it was like I was a child. I went to sleep, I woke up, and I was like a child." He goes, "But I had I have my memories, you know, like the first two years or whatever." He goes, "I was like a baby." I would just have these weird dreams where I was just laying around screaming and crying, you know, like literally, like he was a baby. And then he said that about two or three, I had these, I started developing the memories, you know what I mean? Like I started remembering. And he goes, I I started to tell my mom and dad in the other world that I would go to sleep and that I was a black man and that I would wake up and, and, and I would be in jail. And I was in prison. He goes, but when I was little, I couldn't, I couldn't describe to them what it was like, you know, what was going on. So he said in in his other life, they sent him to a psychiatrist. They said, something's wrong with our son. You know, he believes that he's this black man that's in jail, that he's a convict, you know, and, uh, that he got, you know, caught doing something, you know, and he went to prison for it and he's been in there for, you know, whatever. And he said that this guy had caught a case on the inside. That's why he was in there for so long. He originally went in there for like. I think it was um aggravated assault and grand theft auto or something but he he was only supposed to do a certain amount of time but then he caught a case on the inside for fighting whatever and then it just kind of snowballed and he said I've always had a problem with authority you know so I just you know it just I ended up in here and he only had like a little bit of time left and he was thinking he was telling my friend Lee he goes I don't know what I'm going to do when I get out you know he goes I'm so used to this routine you know the last 22 years you know and he said So he goes, tell me about this other life you're living, you know? And so he said, you know, it's weird. He goes, in the other life, I have a job. I'm now married and uh, we're expecting our first child. He says, believe it or not, he goes, I'm a reddish, blonde-haired, white guy. And so my friend (laughs) starts laughing at this dude. He goes, dude, you wish, you know, like you're just, you're, 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 you're dreaming, you're living a fantasy, you know, you're wishing that you... Sounds f- like the perfect life. Yeah, you were free. And he goes, dude, no. He goes, I have a stressful life. I got problems in the other world. It's like he goes, I don't know um, how this came about or or what this is. He goes, the only thing I can think of is it's like I am two. I am one soul in two lives. He said, but in the other world, it's a little different than our world. You know, he goes, um, than the way I remember it. He says, we have cell phones, we have all that. You know, he goes, but I really think it's a parallel life, a parallel world. He said that the president was not, the president we have here was not the same president. You know, the presidents were different. Um, There were different things. There were different, like, like places, you know, all these different things that you would think. Events, you know, maybe. Yeah, things were different. The timeline was a little bit different. Not, not 100%, like, you know, the same. It was just like it was off, you know. And he said that there were certain things that were just different, you know. And he started describing it to him, you know. And he goes, there are brands of cars that we don't have in this world. There are just different types of, of deals, you know, we have. He said even the name of his, his phone was called a Coleco or some, some sort of weird uh, name, he said it was. And my friend went into detail about this guy, you know. And then I thought maybe my friend was pulling my leg. But then he, there was a guy that was locked up with both of them. And this guy, about a year after this initial story was told to me, and your stepdad, I think, might have actually heard the story too, Tony. Uh, I know my brother and Scorpion and all, and Willie and all those guys heard this story because they knew this guy very well. And when his buddy got out, and I'm not going to, I was going to say his nickname, but might—he's was part of that clique or whatever. He confirmed about this guy. He said, No, dude. He goes, I've heard this guy's story before. Not all of it, not to the extent that Lee did, because Lee was his cellmate. And he said, But, you know, the, and it was because they separated them because they were part of a clique, you know? Mm-hmm. So they put Lee with this guy, you know, and so they couldn't be around their people or whatever.
1: The guy was there for 22 years, yeah. I'm sure. You know. So,
0: so yeah, and he was pretty laid back. He said he was an easy cellmate to get along with, you know. The guy had his little habit. And he said that he never ever saw this guy once move or get up for those 12 hours that he slept. He's like, he didn't get up to go to the bathroom, nothing. You know, people sometimes will wake up to use the bathroom, nothing. He said in the morning, he would get up like methodically, go to the bathroom, do his business, and then he would start his day. And then he would just uh, do his time, go to sleep. And then for 12 hours, he was asleep. And he said he timed it, and it was precise. You know what I mean? Like it was like he would go to bed. I think he said nine to nine or something like that or eight to eight. I can't remember exactly. Uh, It was years ago when he told me this story, but I still remember most of it. And he told me this. He said that this guy swore up and down that he lived another life and he was writing this stuff down like in journals. He had these journals. And once he would fill up two or three of them, he would send them to his daughter. And it was chronicling and detailing his life. Um, according to my friend. On the other side. On the other side and what he was doing in that life and then he was writing his life down in this world, you know. And so he said that uh, on the other side he was doing the same thing. He was talking about this other life he had and he said to this day, he goes, his parents on that other side, they think he's crazy when he starts talking about it. He goes, dude, I'm telling you, I have a routine on, on that side just like I do this side. I sleep for 12 hours, you know, and he goes, I'm always awake in the daytime. Like he doesn't, he's not, he's not awake at night at all on either side. Like when he wakes up on that side, it's morning. You know what I mean? Like when he goes to bed at night, like, you know, when he first goes to bed, he wakes up in in the other world and it's, it's morning. He doesn't have dreams like we do. And he just lives his life, you know? And, and he's like, I have to go through the same struggles and everything that any normal person would in that other life. He goes, I go to work, you know, um, said he was working at a call center and then he worked at a suicide hotline and he said that he worked as a, uh, uh, phone representative. He, he's working all these different jobs where he, we talked to people on the phone for an insurance company, which was his current job. And he said that they were expecting their first child. And he said that it's just become a part of his life. Like this is who he is. And, and, but he said when he's on the other side, like when he, when he's like, whatever, he has memories like of everything that this other life, like as him, as this black, the black man, he has all of his memories and he can recount everything from his childhood when he was a, a, a black child growing up in Georgia, which is originally where he's from. And so he said, dude, my, my parents on the other side think I'm crazy. And my friends think I'm crazy. The psychiatrist all told my mom and dad that I had a psychosis. He goes, but that's not what it is. He goes, I'm literally living two lives. And he goes, and unless you experience it, there's no way to wrap your mind around it. And so my friend Lee told me, he goes, dude, he's either the best con artist I've ever met in my life, or he's telling the truth. Or maybe he just really believes this stuff. You know, maybe it's just nonsense and he just believes it. But the bottom line is that is what this guy told him. And then my friend says, to "him, who am I to argue about it? You know, um, and he said that you know it's 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 not dreamlike at all. It's like living two realities that are exactly like our reality. It's like you're you're it's like you, you go to sleep. The minute you go to sleep, you wake up and you're in another reality, and you're always in that same reality, other reality, and you're just living your life like the whole day and whatever. And then at exactly nine o'clock or eight o'clock, whatever it was, he said that he goes to sleep, and then he wakes up and he's in and in jail. Um, and he said, obviously the bad part of his life is being in jail, you know, but he said it's a lot more, uh, less stressful because he's been in there for so long. He's used to the routine and the psychiatrist that he was sent to, to diagnose him with this issue, um, started with a therapist, then it became a psychiatrist and they diagnosed him with some kind of whatever. And they said that it was a coping mechanism for him being in jail. He doesn't believe that. He thinks that this is real. This is real. This is what's really happening, and he's living another life. And he also was. He also said that he believes in the afterlife. He believes in. In. It sounded like he believed in. Um. Like he was religious. You know what I mean. And when when my friend Lee pressed him and said, "What? What? You know? What do you think this is? Like your your honest opinion? What do you think that's going on here?" He says it's like a glitch, like a mistake. You know, like I'm not supposed to be doing this he goes but then again maybe it is i'm supposed to be doing this you know what i mean like-
1: yeah it's like maybe it could be a chance that he was born too early in his other life so he's experiencing his reincarnation mid maybe-
0: well you as a as a as your mom being a buddhist and you being raised in buddhism yeah do, do you have you ever heard of anything like this
1: not specifically like this where it's you know this like this is like living half lives basically in two different worlds but if I had a guess, you know, we put so much emphasis on time, but it's like it's such it's not very important in the se- sense that we see it like a star doesn't care about what our days or hours are. Exactly. So, like, it, well, it's just like our time is just based on human so that why does not like why doesn't the lifespan happen the same way where they can kind of interlap to where, you know, you're reincarnated a bit too early to where your soul was supposed to leave and go into this other body, but it's still trapped in this one. And, but then again, it could just be that, you know, uh, some kind of mistake that happened to where he, his soul just transferred to another world. And as he's just been, been switching back and forth back like to that it. too. Like it's a lot, like it's such a weird, unusual case that like, it's hard to pinpoint what it could be. What freaks me out about it a bit though, is, like being like that means that he has no time for his brain to rest. No,
0: uh-uh.
1: like he had, like you no. Know, normally, when we sleep, it's we, we need that time to stop thinking and stop being present. But and maybe,
0: maybe he doesn't need that.
1: Maybe, but like I know for a fact that he's not getting it like we would. Mm-hmm. You know that. Thankfully, like I think it would be harder to cope with if he wasn't in prison. Yeah, if you had to deal with two lives like entirely, like having mm-hmm. to live like that, I think that would be a much difficult. Much, like much harder much more to handle, difficult. yeah, harder to handle and harder to cope with, and would probably drive him to insanity.
0: Well, my friend Lee told me that um, he was the most calm and laid back person. Never had any problems with anybody. Was real even keeled. Was easy to get along with. Was read a lot. He was always reading, and he would read things that I guess would help him in his other life and his other yeah, job. I was just thinking, it was like weird, a, like imagine how you do
1: that, you know being a 30 year old a 3 year old with a 20 year old's mind. Mhm. And living your life with basically 20 years of knowledge. Mm-hmm. That's that's crazy. And
0: and then babbling to your parents about the crime you committed and then how you're serving time. Yeah, going Can through you imagine? Yeah. That's
1: so weird, dude. <laughs> going through school like, and be like this kid's a genius. He's like, "No, is 1 1 plus, 1 plus 1. I've, <laughs> yeah. I've been doing this for 20 years." Well, yeah, and he
0: said that he could read and write real real early, you know, yeah. like he, he you know, he was like 3 or something, you know. on mm-hmm. the other side mm-hmm. and my friend really believed – my friend was not, like, a spooky, like, paranormal guy. Yeah. You know, and I mean, so it was – it's just a weird thing. I mean, he told all of us this story. I mean, he
1: lived with the guy, you know, doing his routine for who knows how long, but he was a cellmate for a while. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think seeing the guy do it for 22 years, people realize, like, hey, like, that that's a little weird that he's able mm-hmm. to just be on the clock like that.
0: Well, and so from that, from the, from the jail, the prison cell in Texas, we're going to travel to, the, uh, to Montana. Uh, this story was given to me by a couple of guys that were hunting. Um, and one of them's son listened to my podcast and said, hey, you know, you got to give this guy a story. He did, he did actually give it to another podcaster who didn't use it. And so, well, too bad for him. But <laughs> I, I thought it was pretty interesting. Um, you know, and I was just thinking about it when I was talking to Nellie about it earlier about the, about which, uh, stories we were going to put on the, uh, uh show, the sh- potluck show tonight. Yeah. And she, she, you know, we were trying to figure out what this thing could be and how, you know, and so I'm going to tell you and then see if you kind of think, think what I'm thinking here. So anyway, this story happened to these two hunters. It was near Billings, Montana, but, but further outside of you know, it was out in the middle of nowhere but the closest city was was you know billings i guess and so they they had gone out hunting and they were coming back empty-handed they didn't have anything and they were they were just talking you know and down, going down this road headed toward bill headed toward billings and they hear something scrape over the top of the car and they're both like oh the truck and they're like whoa what was that and they're both kind of looking at each other like and then did you hear that? Did you feel that? Like something moved the car and they thought maybe a tree branch or something. The wind blew something. But they said the wind wasn't really blowing that hard. And then they see something go over the top of, the, of their truck and, and fly out in front of their vehicle. And they said it had like a like a 10-foot wingspan. And now here's the thing. The wings looked like bird wings. It wasn't like this membranous, bat-like so thing. Yeah, it was kind of like feathery from what they could see and then it flew out about 100 yards out in front of the truck and and then and then landed in the middle of the road and they were like whoa what the heck is that and so when they get about 50 to 40 yards you know they start slowing down this thing was still there and they got a good look at it and then it kind of like walked toward them and then just began to walk onto the other lane you know they were they were in, in the uh, in the right and the right side of the road and this thing was like began to walk toward the the left side of the road just kind of slowly to get out of their way And so then they slowed down and then they thought, you know, maybe this thing is going to make a a move to go back toward the the truck or whatever. So then they sped up as they went by it. When they went past it, the driver got a really good look at it. Uh, His passenger corroborated what he said. They said that it it was weird looking, that it had like a weird looking neck, okay? It had a human-like face with a really long pointy nose that could almost be like beak-like, but they were pretty sure that it wasn't a beak, you know, if that makes any sense. And that it was covered in like this uh, weird kind of like hair all over its body, but that it looked bald from a distance. But then when you get up close, you could kind of see like a fine hair on the head, but the rest of the body was covered in hair. Like you could see like not fur, but like hair. And they said that it was, and, and so, you know, when I, was, I started listening to this, I started thinking of, of the comic book guy, Vulture. Yeah. You know, and so I asked this guy, um, you know, what he thought it was or whatever, because it didn't sound like a gargoyle. It didn't sound like anything I'd ever heard of before. It didn't look vampiric. They didn't see teeth or anything. I, I, don't, I don't know what it was. And so then I was thinking about it and I was like, that, that, what does that sound like? And so that's the only thing I could think of that came to my mind. You know how Vulture looks in the Spider-Man comics or whatever? Yeah. I mean, that sounds kind of but but he's not just the bald part, I guess, and then the wings.
1: Yeah.
0: Harpy, maybe? Yeah, like a male harpy though, because he said he said it looked very masculine.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's what I was yeah, like a male harpy, because like, you know. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and, and I was like, when when they were t- I was stumped, you know, they asked me if I'd heard anything like this, so I just kind of filed it away. I was gonna do another flying humanoids one day. And so I just kind of had it sitting there and I was waiting for several months to try to see if I could, you know, I categorize things. Yeah. And I was trying to figure out if I could get another story to, to you know, put together with this one. And I just don't. I don't have anything that's
1: like that. It's weird. You don't hear about male bird people, sirens, harpies, sirens. No. Mean, they're, they're always they're, female, right? They're always I mean. female. That's yeah. why it's like, that's what kind of threw me off because when you said male, because I was like, well, because like the first thing I think of when I think bird, you know, humanoid is harpy, mm-hmm. I'm, like that's always usually female.
0: Well, and I asked, the, you know, one of the guys, I said, the, the second guy I talked to, I said, because the first guy said he didn't really notice. He was just staring at the face and they, they didn't report any like glowing eyes or anything like that. Uh, the other guy said that the chest looked big, but it was like almost, but it was more like a masculine build, you know? Um, but the arms didn't look like they were in proportion to the chest, and so I thought maybe maybe that would be f- feminine i don't I don't know, but anyway, this thing wasn't like uh just just gonna just take off, and that was the end of it 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 shot up into the air and then it like went back over the top of their vehicle again and kind of strafed it you know, like went over and they 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 said that they heard it like kind of scrape the top. And then they they saw it kind of swoop off to the passenger side, and he saw it fly off into the distance. And they thought, well, that's it, you know. And so they sped up to try to get to town. And at that point, they're only a few miles out. And then the thing went back over in front of their vehicle, like really fast. And then that was it. They didn't see it again. Um, they got out, and he said that there were some like minor scratches on the top, but it, you it, you couldn't distinguish that if it was done by a tree branch or anything. It just looked like little scratches. Um, but that was a weird story. And I thought that, you know, what, what could that be? You know, like I've, I've racked my brain trying to figure that one
1: out. Yeah. I don't know if it's, what bothers me is also hair specifically being covered. Cause it's like, mm-hmm. cause not so much that I would expect fur, but I would expect feathers to be covered on the entire body Just yeah. for it to be an entirely hair covered creature makes me
0: hair like, like with, with human like hair, that coarse
1: kind of, you know, yeah. Yeah, I understand. Like, I understand exactly what you mean. Well, when they didn't you said say it. coarse, but I mean, well, I just mean like when you feel human hair, it's like mm-hmm. fur is very soft, very like you know.
0: Yeah, it's a different type. It's of a type. different type of. They yeah. said it was human-like hair, but that the head had like a really like light, like you know, you could barely you could barely tell that there was like a five there. o'clock shadow. on Like the head. if it was a baby bird, yeah, like that's that's how okay, I, you know, because I asked them, I said like, and they said yeah, like maybe like a baby bird, how it's first born. You know, and it's got this weird looking, you know.
1: A vulture maybe? Like a vulture hybrid? Uh, uh, yeah, but very like human looking? Variant, That maybe?
0: tall with 10 foot wingspan? No, I'm not
1: saying it's a vulture. I'm saying like, uh, you know, if a, a vulture human mix type. Well, the, vultures it, you know, are I thought about bald. that
0: too. Like a chimeric type. Yeah, that exactly. The government could have been. I'm not a, saying
1: the government <clears throat> did, but I'm saying maybe they did. That was just about to point that out. Maybe it was a government kind of mix between a vulture and a human because vultures are normally bald like that. Because uh, they stick their head and they're scavengers, so they stick their head into corpses. So they don't want that guts and stuff getting on their feathers. Mm-hmm. So then their heads are normally bald because of that. But I it's weird. Know. Yeah.
0: Well, maybe it was a carrion eater too.
1: <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it was circling them, see if they're dead. <laughs> see <there. laughs> they came back later. Oh, dead now. Oh Dang. my gosh. I don't know, man. It, it, it's such a
0: strange encounter, and and I, like I said, you can break it down and. and but, I mean, uh, there's also
1: that lack of fear of humans right there. Mm-hmm. About the, the
0: fact that it just landed on the on the other side of the truck, but there was nobody else around.
1: Well, there's still a truck that led them, you know, and it, and it did touch the top of the truck. Yeah, like it wasn't. It was mm-hmm. obviously aware of it, but mm-hmm. it also wasn't like wary of. It wasn't
0: it. attacking it, but it wasn't uh, wasn't wary not of attacking it. it yeah.
1: So I it don't was. Know. It was like it was just another creature that it just it was just like you know just flying around instead of being. But it's you know, it's weird seeing it as a threat.
0: It had hair, but then it had feathered wings.
1: wings. It's like a weird mix of
0: human and bird. Yeah, mix. it's like it's.
1: I don't know. I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't know, I don't know how weird. hair would help with flying, too. Well, uh, maybe it fe-
0: didn't. Maybe it was just maybe it was just a, a side effect or a growth or something. I don't know. It's, you know. I mean, how do we know how it was made? Or
1: yeah. Well, I I think because like birds' feathers are hollow so to help them uh keep their weight mm-hmm. so i like i wonder how strong this wings are is that it has to carry hair a human hair as well because you know it weighs quite a bit i mean you ever you know whenever you get a you have long long hair and you get a haircut it feels like 10 pounds is off your head all of a sudden
0: <laughs> yeah well anyway from from that story we're going to go on to another one this one happened in kansas and this is a weird story um this guy told me this story happened to him. Uh, he said it was like, I think in the mid-90s. And he said that this happened in Kansas, out in the middle of nowhere. And he said he was, I think he said he was near, uh, oh my gosh, I'm trying to remember the name of the city. Anyway, he was headed to Topeka, Kansas. And that, that's where he was headed. But he said that there was a tornado warning that was going on. And he, the wind started blowing really bad. And you know, he said that it was raining really bad, really heavy, and then it stopped. And so he pulled off to the side of the road and he said what should have been six o'clock in the evening. He said around that time, it was getting dark around seven, you know, and he said that it should have still been daylight and it was dark, like it was nighttime already. And he said, there should have still been another hour, hour and a half of daylight. So that's how bad it was. And he was terrified and he thought, you know what, I'm going to die out here. I'm in the middle of nowhere and he pulls over off to the side of the road and he, he's sitting in his truck and he's like just thinking, you know, I, I, my, my truck, he said it felt like my truck was lifting up on one end. And he said, the next thing you know, he's like, I'm down and I'm praying. I'm like, you know, I don't know what I'm going to do. I think I'm going to die, you know? And this guy just, he just looks over and he sees this guy in his passenger uh, uh, rear view mirror, the passenger mirror running up to his vehicle. And he's like, he's a blonde haired guy with kind of a uh, shoulder length hair. Average build, and he, the guy's like kind of waving at him or whatever, and he's got like a like a brownish uh, jacket on or whatever, a beige uh, brownish jacket. He said, and jeans just look like a normal guy, but he was soaking wet. And he said the guy opened the door to his truck and jumped in, and he goes, "Man, he's like, am I am I glad to see you? You know, he goes, he goes, uh, let's go, just keep driving." And he goes, "What do you mean?" He goes, uh, "He goes, there's supposed to be a tornado coming up here, you know, and it's a tornado warning." And one of them, I guess, had touched down, you know, like a little further up. And he goes, he goes, I'm going to be honest with you. He goes, if you don't drive forward out of this spot you're at, he goes, you're going to die. And he goes, how do you know that? He goes, just trust me. He's like, he looks around and he goes, where did you come from? And he goes, don't worry about it. Just go. And at this point he thought maybe this guy was some kind of psycho, you know, or something. And he looks, he doesn't see a vehicle. There's nothing. This guy just, there's just some blonde haired guy
1: walking down the road. Yeah, just, just, high, just run, ran winds. up in the
0: road and, and jumped in the vehicle with him. And he said, Just trust me in this. And he goes, Dude, he goes, I could literally, I saw funnel clouds like, you know, up ahead. And uh, I, th- I think he said this was outside of Wichita, Kansas, and that he was headed from there to Topeka. And uh, so he said, he said uh, I think that's what he told me because I don't have it in my notes right here where he was coming from. But he said, Anyway, long story short, he listens to the guy. He said that like this weird feeling came over him that he needed to trust this guy. He needed to listen to this guy. This guy he don't know him from Adam. He just jumped in his truck in the middle of a freaking storm where there's tornadoes landing, soaking touching ground, soaking wet. And so he just takes off driving in the direction you know of the next town over, which I can't remember what town he said it was. It was just a little spot, you
1: know. i scared out of his mind. Yeah, and he said
0: he he's like he was so terrified. He goes and I and I look over to my left and I see what looks like a a part of a, of a funnel cloud, like coming down, like it's going to land, you know? And the guy said, don't worry about that. Don't look at that. Just keep going straight. Just keep going. You know? And he goes, okay. Okay. He goes, and he goes, and then for a second, he goes, I started to close my eyes and I felt kind of dizzy. And this guy touched me with his left hand and put it on my right shoulder. And he goes, and immediately like that, that anxiety went away. The feeling went away. The feeling in my chest went away. Now I was going to save this story for a, um, you know, the ones about people being saved and stuff. And, but that's a I guardian figured, angel, guardian angel type story. Yeah. Um, but that's what I think this was.
1: Oh yeah. That one. That's what it started to sound like to me too. Mm-hmm.
0: So he kept driving and they get to this, uh, s- the quick mart or whatever it was, a store and he pulls in and the guy says, okay, stay right here. You'll be fine. And the guy gets out of his truck and just starts walking and he goes around the corner of the building and he says, my instinct was to follow him, but I knew not to. And he goes, and then I just sat there. He goes, and then uh, I went inside the store where there were other people that had pulled in and, you know, it was like a truck stop. And they pulled in and they were all inside, like freaking out because the weather was so bad and the electricity was out, you know. And he said that uh, the guy just disappeared around the corner. And then he he was in the store for a few minutes and he thought, man, I better go check on the guy. What if he's, you know, what if he's dead yeah, or what something? What if he's out he, there? He's still out there still in the storm. So he right. goes, I went outside. He goes, and I, I went around the corner and the guy was gone i mean like i didn't see him anywhere he goes i walked almost all the way around the the side of the building he said but then the the rain and the and the the, the wind was so bad he ran back inside he said the next so the, the next day he went to sleep he, he when the storm calmed down he went out there and he went to sleep he gets up he goes inside you know the truck stop or whatever and uh he takes a shower you know whatever it's one of those where you can pay to take a shower or whatever he comes out and he listening to the report and right there where he was at, dude, a tornado went right through there and it would have like just been on, right on top of him. It would have killed him. And then he said later on, he ended up, you know, like he was a young guy when this happened, you know? And he said later on, you know, that like his mother told him that she had had a premonition um, because his mother called him, you know, like later on that, that, that uh, same day, whatever. And she said, I had a premonition that you were going to die but that this this angel like appeared to me in this dream, like when I was I fell asleep. She goes, I just got real tired and I couldn't stay awake. And she goes, and I was praying, and this angel, she thought it was an angel, came to him to her and said, "Don't worry, he's going to be fine." And when she described the guy to him, because he goes, "Can you describe this?" It was that that guy to a T. It was the same guy. And so when she, when he told me that story, I was just like, oh my gosh, I mean, you know, I was reading it. It wasn't, I didn't, you know, but I mean, it was just like when we corresponded, I was like, dude, that's crazy. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it just, it's a, it's an amazing story. And so I, I thought about it, you know, multiple times, cause I've gotten stories like that and and I, and I had almost enough to do a show, you know, about people being saved. There was another one um, very similar to that. I'm not going to get into, but Something very similar to that. You know, somebody had actually a friend of ours, which I'll, I'll talk to. I'm going to re-interview them about this on, for the show. But they had saved them on the side of the road. Same thing. You know, kind of got in the car with them and told them, hey, do this. Um, except this individual that got in the car was not a blonde-haired white guy. It was a more Hispanic-looking person. And then when they were to safety because it was flooding, you they know, just disappeared. Yeah. They got out and this was in San Marcos during the floods and they got out, but I need to go back and talk to them and get the whole story. But he gets out, you know, he disappears and they're like, where did this guy go? You know, but, uh, same thing. If they had stayed put, they would have ended up washed away in the flood and and they were making a mistake. You know, and this guy was like, you know, don't do this. But that, that, that story was that, that one kind of stuck with me and I was like, you know what, I'm going to tell that one, you know, because I've been wanting to do an episode um, just based on people being saved by, you know, whatever. Um, but for whatever reason, you know, like
1: uh, at first I was gonna say like maybe it was um, a deceased spirit, you know, that died in a similar situation because uh, this, there's a reason why that that area is called like the wind. What is it? Tornado Valley. Tornado Alley. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like it's, it's Oklahoma,
0: so Kansas, that whole area, area. Yeah, the High Plains. It's it's really. Yeah, it's it's rough, and
1: so you know. And I was going to say, like, maybe it's a deceased spirit that you know comes to try to warn people. Maybe it was. Maybe the mother. The mother though. The mother makes me think it might have been a guardian angel.
0: But maybe he was in the service of.
1: That could be possible too.
0: A deceased spirit in the service of God, or something. Um, kind of reminds me of another story, but you know about deceased spirits. But I'm not going to get into that one tonight. Uh, okay, so this one. We'll, we'll we'll leave the plains of Kansas now and we're going to go to Washington. Nice. Yeah, this ah, one a is nice tour of America. Yeah. I like it. Uh, this one was in uh up in the in the Northwest. I think he said it was on the road to uh, like outside, like near Olympia. I think that's what he said. Unfortunately, folks, I can't find my notes on this one, but I know it by heart cuz I remember this this guy telling me this. But I got this part of my phone here. Anyway, this guy, he was telling me this, and, and when he when he was talking to me, he he was telling me, he goes, Look, I'm a very overweight individual. <laughs> okay. And he goes, and I was a truck driver for years, and so I was a Lot tr- of sitting. Yeah, a lot of sitting. And he said that, that he was actually in his wife's car that day. And he was going he was coming back. He had dropped his truck off, you know, because it wasn't his truck, and he had finished his run and he had gotten in his wife's car and he said he was driving and this happened in like the early 2000s. He said he was driving going up to uh I think he was said he was near Olympia, but he pulled off on the side of the road near a rest stop. Um and he said that when he was there, um like it was this little spot where you could pull in and sleep or whatever. And he said I was just so tired. He goes when when I when I was there, I just thought maybe I shouldn't sleep here. You know, maybe I shouldn't stop here. Like something told him this is not a good idea. Like maybe I shouldn't be uh, taking a nap here. He goes, but I was so tired. I just, you know, I went against my, my gut feeling and my reasoning and, but I didn't roll the windows down, you know, and he goes, it is Washington and it did start raining. And he said it was in the late spring. And so there was a, 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 a rain, you know, and it was like a light mist, whatever. And he said he woke up just with a start, you know, he goes, I, I felt something bump the car. He goes, and I see this thing, and he goes, and I don't know what it is at this point. I just see this thing go by my, my driver's side window and it like it went down into the ground or something, like like by the wheel well of the 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 front driver's side, you know, tire. And he looks over and he goes, Did I just see that? Or was I imagining that? And he goes, I sat up and he goes, My instinct was to, you know, just start the car and take off. He goes, and there again. I, I didn't I didn't do it. He that goes, and then, and then he goes, and then I said, you know what? I'm going to open the door and look to see what it is. And he goes, just then I heard a clang and I look over and you know how they have those trash cans at those roadside stops, or whatever. He said that there was this thing looking inside the trash can and he goes, and I'm staring at it and I'm trying to adjust my eyes to it. I put my glasses on, you know, I'm staring at this thing and I'm getting ready to put my flashlight on it. And then I thought, oh no. I better not because this thing was like orangey. He said it was a uh, reddish brown color, uh, almost rusty color. And he said that it was like almost like a weird, uh, like when his headlights illuminated it later on, he said it looked almost orangey. And he said, I was staring at it and I thought, what the heck am I looking at? And he saw this hair coming down off of the arms and he said that it looked ape-like and he said that it turned and it, when it looked at me, he goes, and I looked at its face and I thought, this isn't an ape. This isn't a man. I, I don't know what this is. This,, he goes, I don't know what I was looking at. And he said, just then I felt the car get bumped again. And I forgot that there was something else that had ran by my driver's side. He goes, and then I look in the rearview mirror and I see another thing walking behind my vehicle. That one was more brown, more of a rusty color and he said i could see it you know in the light of the, like the 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 light of the moon i could see like this you know that was a weird color you know and he said that, that these these you know he couldn't get a real good uh, look at how what their colors were until later on you know but he goes i could kind of make out what you know and so he goes they weren't just shadows you know i wasn't just seeing things it wasn't black they were no. like a brownish color you know and it was a full moon and he said that he was he turned and he turned around and he looked And one of them was standing there in front of his vehicle for just a second. Then it went and kind of disappeared into the darkness. And he said it looked a lot smaller than the other two. The one that was in the back looked like the biggest one. And the one by the trash can was staring at him and then just got down on all fours, kind of like a gorilla, and just came running toward him. And then it kind of like threw its hands up when it got to the car. And then he, he said, dude, I started to try to sink down. And he goes, all it was doing was pushing my big belly up against the, the the steering wheel. He goes, and then when I was like slunk down to a certain point, I couldn't go down any further. I was trying to lean the, the seat back. And he goes, and that turned out to be a mistake is because all that did, he got stuck, you know, and it wasn't a power seat, you know. Yeah. He said, so I couldn't go back any further. And then, you know, of course, when he tries to drive off, you know, he's the seats laying down, you know. And so he's like, dude, I'm thinking I should try to drive off. He goes, but I'm scared that these things are going to just try to jump through the windows, you know? And he goes, and I did have a cell phone. He goes, and and phones back then did take pictures. They didn't take good ones. He goes, so I thought maybe if I lifted my phone up and then he thought if I snap a picture and and it does anything, you know, that maybe it would, uh, they would see the light from the phone and they would freak out and try to come at him. And he was scared to turn on the vehicle. So he goes, I just sat there frozen in fear. I didn't know what I was going to do. He said, I felt so scared that I thought my eyes were going to pop out of my head. He's like, I was completely terrified. And he goes, and this, then he goes, just then I felt something uh, bang up against the uh, driver's side of the car. And he goes, and I turn and I look and this one of them is sitting there just with its teeth, like with its lips pulled back and it's showing me its teeth. And it had fangs. He said, you know, not like, you know, a, a tiger or a, or a, wolf you know fangs anything like that it was like a uh like if humans teeth but then you have like really big human fangs that's like
1: chimp teeth then
0: kind of like a chimp's yeah yeah and i I asked him that too like a chimp and he said that he turned and looked and it had a weird protruding brow ridge with a with a big forehead and he said that it looked just like if you took a man and mixed it with like a gorilla and an orangutan and just threw them all together in a blender that's the best way he could describe it because that of their color you know and then he said he looked back to, to, the, to the right and, and the, the first one that was, or the second one that he saw that was by the trash can had gone over and was like kind of pushing down on the hood of his car. Like it was trying to, you know, like examine it or something. He said at this point, he don't know how aggressive they are. The, the first one he said, that the, or the one that, 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 that got in his uh, driver's side window that was showing its mouth. He said that, that there was because of the rain and the humidity. He goes, his windows were almost completely fogged up, but he could at this point he could still see through them, you know. But he didn't think they could see in real good, you know, because the windows were tinted, and then it had the fog. The yeah. so he said he thinks that the thing was trying to look, and then it was opening its mouth, you know, like like he did, it didn't trying look to like intimidate, he was, yeah, whatever. trying to intimidate whatever.
1: But it wasn't, and attacking he said that, that
0: maybe he was le- looking at his own reflection, and so that was another thing that I thought, you know, maybe that's what he was doing. And then he said that the, the one in the back pushed down on the on the uh on the trunk. So they're like pushing on his car, you know? And then that the one that, that was in the driver's side window came back and like put its hand up on the and I said hand. He said, "Yeah, it was like a human-looking hand but with nails." He said it just looked like a like a Neanderthal bred with a gorilla. Like, you know, there's no way to describe it, like a really furry, reddish-haired creature, you know? And he said, "Finally, he goes. My my. I leaned forward to try to look to see where the first one uh, went because it disappeared. You know because it like kind of ducked down. And he goes. And my stomach pushed onto the the, the on the steering wheel, and it made the horn oh, go no. off. And he goes. And then I go. Oh man. And so then they all three kind of backed off away from his car. And at that point, he just started it, and he just took off like he just peeled out of there. And he I, he said he looked back, and they didn't give chase or anything. They all just were just kind of standing there looking at him. And when he drove down the highway, he goes, dude, I'm, he goes, I wasn't, but I was a mile down the road before I realized I was driving the wrong way. I was, on a, I was on a, on the, on the, on the wrong side of the road, dude. And I see these headlights and I'm going like, what the heck? And then I realize, oh man, you know, I'm in the this left is, side yeah. of the road. I'm mm-hmm. supposed to be on the right side of the road. And he so he swerves back over and he gets onto the other side and he's like, dude, I was so freaked out that I thought, you know, I was about to die. Not from those things, but to have a head-on collision, you know? And uh, he said that it it just freaked him out. And he goes, dude, it wasn't a day gone by that he hasn't thought about that incident.
1: What a way to go. You just escaped three humanoid monkey monsters (laughs) only to get into a car accident
0: accident because you're so freaked out. So, you know, I, and I told him, I said, dude, you know, I've heard stories like that before. One guy in Oregon, I don't know if you remember, I think it was the Halloween episode, I think, where the guy got choked, like it palmed him. Oh, yeah. Pulled him out of the car or whatever. And I said, dude, you're not the only person that's happened to. Another guy in Washington was a meter reader and uh, he got chased. Um, and then, of course, you know, he was running down the highway trying to flag down a cop and, and nobody or flag down some cars. Nobody would stop. Finally, a highway patrol picked him up um, because a Sasquatch had chased him, you know.
1: I can understand why they thrive out there. Well, Big, yeah.
0: yeah. The habitat. I mean.
1: That's also scary to think about. These things just surrounded him. hmm Not even on purpose either because I don't think they really knew he was in there. Like you said, they were just all around him on just purely on instinct. And I think they sensed him, but I don't think they knew like for a fact he was in there. Or else they'd be more aggressive.
0: Yeah. And I, I really wanted him to, we had kicked around about him coming on on the live and telling that story, but I know there's some people that, that that still stubbornly don't go and watch the live stream on YouTube, um, and so I wanted to tell it on there, but if I was thinking about trying to get him to come on the live and tell it himself, but he's he's uh, not real good when he starts talking about it. Mm-hmm. Like, he can't-
1: He gets nervous. Yeah, he can't you. vocalize yeah.
0: it. Yeah, you know how that goes. And, and um, I might be having the guy with the, uh, that's why I'm not really going to say much more about him, but- I might have him come on and tell his story about what could have been an angel. I don't know if that's an angel or a guardian angel or yeah. a deceased spirit or whatever. But I was thinking about getting him and maybe his mother too to come on and yeah, tell definitely. the That'd be That cool. would
1: be very cool to get more in depth about.
0: Yeah. And so where are we at time-wise here? Let's see. 51 minutes. Well, you know what, folks? I'm going to give you one more.
1: We have time. Anthony's asleep, so he can't hit <laughs> yeah. us with his noodle anymore. Yeah, he
0: can't come up here and yell at us. Let's see. some. Oh yeah, somebody had told me that uh, that I make y'all work for free um, on the podcast. Oh, so. well,
1: everyone tells me that I'm actually Anthony and Anthony <laughs> Bushu and that we're just one person. Some
0: guy said that you, I have my nieces and nephews working for free on the podcast. Like, oh my gosh, and that our show is riddled with with uh, technical difficulties. I'm like, no, it's not, dude. It's like anybody else's show, everybody, you know, there's there's things that happen, but whatever. Anyway, people
1: are just haters. What's wrong with free labor, anyway?
0: Well, the guy that said it, too, you know, like I I, I followed him back to his channel, whatever, just because, you know, it would upset Nelly, and I was like, you know, who cares about these people, you know? And I went back and I looked. This guy looks like he can't even get out of bed. <laughs> I'm just like, you know, I'm I'm just, he's mad. He's talking about me, talking about working out, and stuff like that, because I tell people they should work out. and. It's healthy for you, and I tell him, and he says, "Oh, you brags about being strong." Well, you know, I had a person tell me that I looked like I was in my late twenties today, and I got carded at the HEB, the grocery store. Um, so I was like, "Wow, that's cool." And and so, what a know, boost
1: of confidence!
0: Yeah, I was happy. I was like, "Wow, I felt good," you know. And she was shocked when she looked at my ID and thought I was forty six. So I'm sort of telling people, you know, I mean, this guy could take my advice and go work out, you know, or he could end up like the guy who was so overweight at the time. That he honked his horn, you know? And I'm not making fun of you, uh, sir, uh, you know, but, um, but, you know, like he said, he's been working out and losing weight, whatever, you know, and so.
1: Trucking is a hard job anyway, you know? Yeah. It's long hours and you really only eat fast food. Mm-hmm. So it's understandable, you know, for with that job to be overweight.
0: Yeah. So I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you another one here, but I'm trying to decide which one um, here's one. I'll go with this one. And this one's pretty good. I mean, I, I don't know. It, it, this is crazy. This happened down in South Texas. And this guy's friends had just bought, um, they had a, a piece of property that they had just purchased and they, they built a house on it. And this was about 10 years ago. And this, this couple had had, this was the first time going to the new, their new house after it had just been built. And, uh, they hadn't, they had lived together, uh, not together, but, um, they were college roommates or whatever at one point. And they, and that this guy had just moved down there to where they were at on his advice. He said, dude, land's cheaper down here. You know, you can build a house down here for cheaper, which it was at the time. And he said, come down here, you know, whatever. So he did, he got him a job working, you know, in the same place. And, uh, so they, uh, they had a housewarming get together, whatever. And, uh, so there were, there was them and then the couple that lived there and then another couple. And and so they were the last ones to arrive and they said, Hey, just follow the, because he said it was down a county road and it was kind of, it was dark and it was hard to find. And he said, just, just follow the, uh, the little signs. They put little signs out and saying, Hey, keep going this way, whatever. And so they found the, uh, the gate and they gave them instructions on how to open the gate and get in, whatever. So they get out and they open the gate and they start driving up this, uh, gravel road. And he said this gravel road was so freaking long, dude. He was like, I couldn't believe it. I thought it was maybe a quarter mile. He goes, I don't think it was, but it felt like it, you know. He goes, You could see the house way off in the distance, and it was real small. And he goes, It was up on a hill, you know. And
1: it was like those cartoons that like <laughs> you keep going towards it and it eventually comes closer and then you look again and it's farther away.
0: <laughs> but he said that that uh They see this thing come running out of the field, you know, and and he said that it was like this tall grass on either side, you know, and it was, it was on like, you know, 30 acres, he said, you know, and he said that this dog-like thing came running and he said dog-like and now I'll get to that in a minute when he, he said that this thing came running out and it ran out in front of their vehicle and then went around the other side of the passenger side of the vehicle and it just immediately started biting and attacking trying to bite the tires and they you know now dogs do that dogs will come out and they will attack a car or or you know they'll Lawn, attack a
1: la, what, la, uh, lawnmower you know yeah whatever they, they don't know any better they'll, they'll and they'll attack the wheels of they'll them attack the a
0: wheel and they don't know any better and so this thing you know tried to grab onto the to the tire and he was like whoa what the heck and so he calls his friend and he says and his friend's name is Troy and he says Troy he's like dude you know, your dog is out here, you know, is he's trying to attack my car and he goes, dog, he goes, is this your dog? And he goes, no, we have a Border Collie and a Chihuahua and they're both right here inside the house. And he goes, well, there's this giant dog that's half the size of my freaking car, you know, it's, it's taller than my freaking BMW and it's attacking my car and it's tearing it up. He goes, it just bit into the, the fender of my car. And he goes, what? And he goes, yeah. And then he said that whenever it kind of got out in front of their car um, for a split second, they took a look at its eyes and they, and they glowed yeah, like a, a orangey color. Um, and then he said that it, it was just weird. Like the, the light coming from its eyes was like illuminated and then it just ran back and the tire popped. And then it just like went and started messing with the back tire. And then it just took off and ran back into the woods or ran back into the, the, the darkness. And at this point, his wife and his, his sister-in-law, his wife's sister, they're freaking out and everybody's like piled into the middle of the car scared, you know, and he's like, he's like, dude, I'm almost in the passenger side driving and she's like right in my lap and we're in the middle of the car. He goes and he goes and I tried to file an insurance claim and they were like, what, what did the damage? And he said a dog and they were just like, no, this is crazy. You know, like dogs can't do that. Yeah. The dog doesn't do this, you know. And, uh, he, you know, he said it was like 10 years ago or whatever, and he had pictures of it, and, but, you know, I, I never went back and, and got them from him or anything. But it was just, you know, he said that it really didn't, uh, you couldn't really tell, you know, like, like how bad the attack was from the pictures. It was just like it had bitten into it and it, and it had torn up a still belted radial, uh, still belted tire. And he said that when he started looking for a description of the dog, the closest thing he could come to was an Irish wolfhound. Like an Irish Wolfhound, these big old, you know, like like weird looking dogs. If you look them up, like you anything
1: know, with wolf in his name, you can yeah. pretty is pretty big and pretty scary looking.
0: He said it looked dirty too, like all oh, just raggedy looking. And like he,
1: sick or like dirty? No,
0: just dirty, you know. No. And, and then he and then he said he told me that it made his car smell like like garbage. You know, like for for like two weeks, his car. He had to take it and get it detailed. He had to get it washed and, and it didn't, the smell didn't really go away. It just kind of lingered. And he said it smelled like garbage, but in particular, like rotten eggs, like sulfur. Now, if you know anything about the legends of black dogs or old Chuck, you know, you'll know.
1: Yeah, the sulfur. That's,
0: yeah. And so he said that 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 uh nothing happened to his friends as they never saw that dog. As far as he knows, they lived there for several years and then they sold it. Um, They never saw anything like that. But he did say that a buddy, a, a mutual friend of theirs was driving out to their property one day and he saw this weird looking, what he thought was a guy standing on the side of the road. And then it got down on all fours and ran across the road. And he said that it looked almost like the werewolf from Harry Potter.
1: You know? I'm not a big Harry Potter fan, yeah. so you i don't, know, not sure. I,
0: I don't, you know, I remember, I seen that one episode, I think, one time or something. Um, So I went back and I looked and I thought, you know, and I I told this guy, I said, do you think that that could be the same creature like you saw? Like, does that, you know, Irish wolfhound looking creature look like the werewolf from Harry Potter? And he goes, not really. He's like, but I guess if it got really skinny and emaciated and had a lot less hair. So who knows, dude? I mean, it just... (laughs) I just think it's weird because these, these stories, these legends kind of run together, um, you know. And this so. seems
1: like, yeah, this seems like a different creature from what the, other, the first guy was describing. Let me see it. He's just a lot skinnier. Oh, yeah.
0: Well, doesn't look like an Irish wolfhound to me,
1: though. Yeah,
0: look up yeah. an Irish wolfhound. Folks at home are going like, we can't see this.
1: <laughs> well, you can <laughs> but, search it with us. I mean. Yeah, yeah.
0: but I, I did look up the Irish wolfhound, you know, when when I got this story, but that was months ago.
1: Okay, Yeah. <laughs> yeah, n- I know what this dog looks like then,
0: yeah. Yeah, that doesn't look like it though. But what if what if that dog though what if that's its final form or something and that was the I mean, I don't I don't know, that's weird. I'm just thinking, who knows? But they said it was black. Both things were black.
1: Yeah. I don't um
0: but that was the only thing that ever happened was in and, and his friends and his family they had a they had two kids there. Never saw anything. It was just that one freak incident where this Big dog charged, their car, charged right. their car. And then, you know, a couple of years later, a friend of a mutual friend of theirs was going out there um for the, I guess, i think it was for the baby shower. And then they, this thing ran out in front of their car and him and his girlfriend saw it.
1: Yeah, but it didn't attack his car. It though. didn't
0: attack him or do anything. It just ran yeah. across the road. That's now, weird. now it would it be a coincidence that it would be the, you know, but I don't think that's what it was. I, I don't know. It's just it a weird could be thing.
1: a, you know, a hot spot of uh, activity kind of area. You know, where things just pass through. And oh, there
0: you go. That's another. You might
1: just like see something every once in a while, but it's just like different creatures just going through mm-hmm. instead of staying and like residing in that area. Like, you know, like for instance, let's say like there's a pack of uh, Bigfoot that control that area mm. and you're trying to just get through real quick because you don't want to run into them. But who knows? That was definitely interesting to think about, though.
0: Yeah, it is weird.
1: Cuz it's like the dog like uh, you know, dog like uh, behavior that it displayed kind of makes me laugh. <laughs> going actively for tires is something mm-hmm. I remember my dogs used to do, so.
0: Yeah, my friend Keith's dog Bingo used to do that until it latched on one day to my dad's truck tire and went bloop 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 <laughs> and it it didn't kill him, but he learned his lesson after he got slammed on the on the gravel a couple times. From grabbing hold of the tire. Mm-hmm. He had a, a blue healer. Well, anyway, folks, that's all the time we have for tonight. And we hope you enjoyed the uh, Paranormal Potluck. And uh, I put together some stories that I thought you would enjoy. And, um, yeah, so.
1: Well, from two experts, we want to say thank you for listening. And, uh...
0: <laughs> next, next uh, tune in next week where me and Tony actually did the Hernandez Ranch. It'll be next Friday uh, for the next two Fridays. And it was me and Tony on that. So. Yep. A
1: good, good episode, I think. It's yeah. definitely one of my enjoyable ones.
0: Yep, and so um, for everybody here at Paranormal Roundtable, Wolf and Mushu, uh, good night. Good night.